Do you hear that? That's the sound of you getting paid when you use your payback checking debit card from Andrews Federal Credit Union. That's right. Every time you use your debit card to make a purchase over $5, you earn five cents cash back. That adds up fast. Open your account at Andrews Federal and start earning more today. Visit andrewsfcu.org to get started. Andrews Federal Credit Union, federally insured by the NCUA for eligibility membership requirements and details about payback limits. Visit andrewsfcu.org. AEW Revolution is in the books and the road to WrestleMania gets clearer every day. A lot to talk about on this edition of the Pipe Bomb Wrestling Podcast. Let's not waste any more time. Let's get right to it. The bomb drops now. All of you friendly, nice, amazing. Oh, hi, everyone. We love you so much. This is is TSF. Is it Hunt or not? Oh, my God. And you're listening to the Pipe Bomb Wrestling Podcast. Welcome to this edition of the Pipe Bomb Wrestling Podcast, a show that is for the fans, by the fans. Thank you, TSF, for that intro. Mr. Andy York is with me, as always. My name is Chris Belcher. Thanks for hanging out with us. Andy, how are we, man? It was a fun week of wrestling. Wasn't so it? So I, I am thrilled. I think there's going to be a lot to talk about this week because, you know, Revolution decided to be crazy sure. and really good. And then, you know, Monday Night Raw was one of the best Raws of the year so far. So it's going to be a lot of fun to, to talk about both of Fantastic those. Fantastic Monday Night Raw. It yep. was so good. Uh, before we go any further, though, special shout out to our boy Rosario Grillo for being on the show last week. If you missed it, go check it out. It's available in our archives wherever you find your podcast, Spotify, Apple, Google, Spreaker, iHeart, all those places. Go check it out. But also the video version is available on the Body Slam Down that YouTube channel. Make sure you check out that episode. What a fun time we had with him. If you like Cody Rhodes, you want to hear some behind the scenes stories about Cody Rhodes. Yep. Go check that episode out. A lot of fun. Speaking of Rosario Grillo, social media, just just to give you guys a glimpse. If you're like, who is Rosario Grillo? I'm listening. So I don't know who this guy is. <laughs> One half of TSF, our favorite indie tag team. Also a trainee at the Nightmare Factory. And who stopped by the Nightmare Factory this week? John Cena. Yep. So, Nightmare Factory owned and operated by Cody Rhodes and QT Marshall. So, you guys think we're just bringing on whomever. Go check it out. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. We don't just bring on people to bring on people. Yeah. Although, if they want to come on, we're not going to tell them <laughs> no, right? <laughs> but Grillo's our boy. Uh, we appreciate Grillo yep. coming and hanging out with us very much. All right. Let's get down to it. Uh, make sure, again, that you're following us wherever you find your podcast. Make sure you're supporting Sportswire Radio and make sure that you are subscribed to Bodyslam.net YouTube channel. My goodness, why is that hard to say today? <laughs> it just is. First thing we're going to get to is our old school of the yep. week, our old school 101. Andy, it's WrestleMania season, and one of them falls on an anniversary this coming week. Yep, so we're going to be talking about WrestleMania 20. So this is the 19th anniversary. Uh, technically, 18th anniversary. Technically, yes. And unless you want to do the WWE Logic when the 25th WrestleMania is the 25th anniversary. It's not. It's the 24th, but that's fine. Um, <laughs> this is the 20th uh, WrestleMania 20. Might be looking back at it one of the most controversial WrestleManias of all time. That's true. That's true. Um, obviously, that. with the main event, how it ended, nobody could foresee what was going to happen in the future. But also, one of the most hated WrestleMania matches of all time yep. between <laughs> involving three of the industry's biggest names of all time, <laughs> which is crazy that that's a thing Isn't it? that's happened, which <clears throat> I think is where I want to start because that's the most interesting match 
I think of this card is Brock Lesnar versus Goldberg with Stone Cold Steve Austin, special guest referee. Obviously, going into WrestleMania, there were a lot of reports that Goldberg was going to be done with WWE after this match. Yep. And then, like, the week of WrestleMania, it got leaked that Brock Lesnar was also done with WWE after this match. Yep. So nobody cared about this match going into it. Fans literally booed it for... The entire match. They did. That's true. Um, even Stone Cold, like, didn't get over in this match. It's, right. it, it's the Rock Rumble 2015 all over. Like, it's, this is the, the start of that. Well, if you look back at it, it's almost like WWE knew this was going to happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. They knew this was Goldberg's last thing, so they wanted to throw... I don't even think it was as much that they wanted to throw Austin in to put these three in the ring at the same time. They tried to get Austin to save the thing. Right. And like you said, Austin couldn't even save it. No. It was insane. So if you go back and you watch... I don't remember which documentary it is uh, about Goldberg where they address this. Yeah. Is it his biography they did I on think A&E? It's his biography. Maybe. Anyway, he addresses and he talks about it. Uh, and he's talked about it on several podcasts and stuff. But that's one of the reasons he came back and that Brock was his first opponent yeah. in 2016. Yeah. Yeah, 2016. Just um, to write that wrong. Exactly. Yeah. And, and I think they did that. They didn't make us forget about it, but they certainly righted the wrong. Yeah, uh, they did. I think, you know. There were a lot of casualties along the way to get to that end, which is very unfortunate. But, you know, it it was what it was. It was the build. That whole thing was a lot better than what we got here at WrestleMania 20. Sure. Uh, their match at WrestleMania 30, was it 33 Three. Yep, in Orlando? Um, was really good. Like for a Goldberg match in 2016, it was it was fun. Sure. It was really fun. Um and I don't think anybody's ever going to forget that Survivor Series match with Brock getting squashed by Goldberg. That, Nobody ever. That was the craziest thing. Still to this day that I have I think I've seen live was the just the reaction that people had to that. It's one of the most shocking moments, I think, in WWE <laughs> history yeah. because Brock was on such a tear then. Just that- be, he, like coming off of the WrestleMania, defeating the Undertaker streak, like all like squashing John Cena at SummerSlam. Squashing Dean Ambrose at WrestleMania. Yeah, like all of that. on a streak and then boom. But I will say this about Brock. Brock's a business guy. Mm-hmm. That was the best thing for that business, yep. for that feud was, was that happening. Yep. Also on this show, you had um, a, a technical dream match of all dream matches with Kurt Angle and Eddie Guerrero. Yep. One of WrestleMania's best matches. It's, yep. it's absolutely amazing. For sure it is. Uh, you had the main event, the triple threat between Benoit, Triple H, and... Listen, that's... Uh, Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels. I blinked for a second. Thank that you. That is one of my favorite WrestleMania matches ever. Yeah. Yep. I don't... I, I, people can say what they want about Benoit and watching his matches or not watching his matches. Yeah. That is one of the best WrestleMania main events ever. Yeah. Hands down. Bar none, and we'll never tra- we're never going to talk about it. No, it's no, just Which, fantastic. It's fantastic. I get for it. Obvious yeah, reasons for we're sure. not going to talk about it, but one of the best triple threats in WWE history. Yep. One of the best WrestleMania matches in WWE. I tell history. you what, man. Like I look back at WrestleMania 20 so fondly because, unlike a lot of people, mm-hmm. I think this is a great WrestleMania. Yep. I think it's really underrated because you talked about talk about triple threat, talk about Kurt Angle and Eddie Guerrero. Yep. You talk about uh, Brock and Goldberg. Yep. Let's talk about The Undertaker returning as the dead man for yep. the first time, yep. taking on Kane. Let's talk about The Rock and Mick Foley versus Ric Flair, <laughs> Randy Orton, and Batista. Yep. Let's talk about John Cena beating The Big Show for the U.S. title in the first match of the night. Yep. Crowning moment of John Cena. All of these great things happen on this show. And 
it, it just I don't think it gets enough love. I really don't. Yeah, I think I think a lot of people look back on it uh not fondly because of the Goldberg Brock and situation because of and because of Ben Wall. Yeah. Like I think those are the two things that definitely make it like glaring. Mm-hmm. Um, but I agree. It's, it's a definitely an underrated WrestleMania. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Um, you know, WrestleMania is one of those shows that not every match is going to be match of the year caliber, sure. but you know, you got, you got to have your, your fun in there. And this was like right around the time where the streak was starting to become a thing. Yep. And you know, so yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. WrestleMania 20 was. It was a lot of fun. A lot of good stuff happening at WrestleMania 20. Uh, I remember getting the DVD set of WrestleMania 20, <laughs> and it came with uh, one of the bonus features was a documentary behind the scenes of WrestleMania 19. Mm-hmm. So it was very much like a WWE 24 episode yeah. about WrestleMania 19. Yeah. And that was the first time we got a behind-the-scenes look at Steve Austin and what he went through that weekend leading up to his last match. How he got rushed to the hospital and all, yeah. all this other stuff. Um, so those types of things have always fascinated me, but that's one of the things I looked fondly on with this show is having that DVD set and just... I don't know. I loved it. I thought it was great. Ruthless Aggression era. I'm not shy about saying is my favorite <laughs> era. So this was right at the heart of it. So I, I'm a huge fan. Yep. I was a big fan of it. All right. More WrestleMania content obviously coming your way over the next several weeks. Um, Andy and I will load up the week of WrestleMania with shows, which it's not. You shake your head. And I was thinking about this. It's not going to be that bad. No. Because we, we've decided behind the curtain we've already told you that the pbwf season two draft is going yep. to drop that week yeah so that's going to drop on the normal tuesday that the pbwf shows drop well then we're going to preview night one and night two of wrestlemania separately yep so on thursday of wrestlemania week you're going to get a preview of night one on friday of wrestlemania week you're going to preview of night two and then sometime on saturday night slash sunday morning yeah you're going to get a recap of night one. And then sometime on Sunday night <laughs> slash Monday morning, you're going to recap of night two. Yeah. So those are those things. But then we always like to do a list or two. And then yep. we like to do a watch along. So that's going to fill up the other two days. It's yeah, going to be a not, lot of fun. It's going to be bad. Plus, I'm not putting this out there because it's a definite. There's a chance that there might be live reactions. Okay. For WrestleMania from myself. Obviously, Someone will be in the building. Yes, for both. I'll nights. be there. Um, but uh, I'll will, try to get some live reactions uh, yeah, too. Okay, yeah, let yeah. me just, let me just throw that yeah. out there. I, I will not be there, so I will do live reactions from my house. I may also have my wife because she's going to be watching it with me. We may do live reactions. That'll together be fun. Or oh something man, like that. that'll so, be great. Um, but it's going to be a lot of fun though. WrestleMania week. Look, it's it's a busy week, mm-hmm. but it's the Super Bowl week of wrestling, and yep. I look forward to it every year. Even a bad WrestleMania card. Is still fun because yep. it's WrestleMania. So you never know what you're going to get. And this is Triple H's first WrestleMania. Yep. Just like SummerSlam, SummerSlam, we were there for a fantastic show. Yep. I'm, I'm expecting nothing less. I am too. Uh, definitely. Which leads me to my next point. Uh, we are going to segue into something new that we're going to try to start doing on the show each and every week. And that is the Pipe Bomb of the Week. We are called the Pipe Bomb Wrestling Podcast for a reason. This is our Pipe Bomb of the Week, our biggest hot take of this week whatever we want doesn't have to be WWE doesn't have to be AEW whatever we want whatever we're thinking about whatever's boiling on us and the reason this came about is <laughs> it, it was either last week or week before last I can't remember which show it was um but I we were talking about Cody winning the world title yeah. and I said 
that Austin Theory could be the person to take the title off of Cody in a month. Yeah. And you were physically ill. Physically were <laughs> ill and told me what a hot take that I had. So that yep. got me thinking. It's like, well, we should do hot takes every week. So what we're going to do, we're going to make sure that everybody is aware of what we think. Yep. And we're going to do that by putting 25 seconds on the clock, no interruptions, um, you give your hot take, I'll let you simmer in it, I'll give <laughs> mine, and, and we'll call it a day. So, 25 seconds on the clock to deliver our pipe bombs. I will go first. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> I will go first. My hot take this week is that the Triple H regime is absolutely changing things up in WrestleMania season. And what I mean by that is... We are seeing more obvious builds than we have seen in the past. We know what we're getting. We have time to get excited about what we're getting about WrestleMania. And that's the way that it should be. Not getting surprised the day or the week of or whatever. Triple H regime in full swing. WrestleMania season. I like it. I like it. Like I think it's fantastic that we're getting that. And yep. that, you know, yes, you always want surprises on your big show. But also, like, hype up your matches that you're going to have. Yes. Because... I want to get excited about yep. the main event of WrestleMania. And this is the first time in a long time I'm actually excited for the main event of WrestleMania. Yep. So that's that's great. All right, Andy, 25 seconds on the clock. Here we go. So my pipe bomber of the week is something I've been talking about for some time now, and I'm just going to keep bringing it up because it keeps happening. Disqualification finishes do not need to be the end-all, be-all all the time. Mm. I am sick and tired on AEW and WWE of giving either disqualification finishes Interference finishes. We saw QT Marshall cost Wardlow the TNT championship, which was very annoying. We've seen Finn Balor interfere in every single match on Raw. I'm sick of it. Don't listen to the PBWF then. Just, <laughs> just a little preview. <laughs> Especially uh, my show. Uh, yeah. There's there's some DQ finishes there. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I like DQ finishes, but I don't think they're necessary all the time. Yeah. I agree with your point. Too much is too much. Yeah. I think it's necessary every now and then, but I think you're right. I think it's being overused a whole lot recently. Yeah. All right. That's a fun little segment. Make sure that you weigh in and let us know what you think about our pipe bombs. I'm sure around WrestleMania week. time, this is going to get crazier. <laughs> These hot takes are going to be wild. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be good. Um, something else that is good, ladies and gentlemen, make sure you're checking out our friends over at WrestleBuddy, the website that Andy and I contribute written pieces to. WrestleMania season around the corner. You're going to see some new stuff from us for sure. So check out WrestleBuddy. Uh, Tyler and Alex and all the crew over there do a fantastic job. So make sure that you're supporting them. Uh, they are great to support us and to promote our stuff. We appreciate it very much. Let's move on, man. Let's talk about AEW Revolution. Before we get there, though, uh, we normally do our scorecards, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we did not do that on the show last week because Gorilla was on the show, and we right. don't want to bore him with the scorecards <laughs> and all this stuff. No, not bore him, but we want to make sure to take enough time to talk to our special guest. But Andy and I did fill out our scorecards. It's right yeah. here. We filled it out ahead of time before yeah. the event. There was no cheating that happened. We're going to go over these real quick. Um, MJ, Evan, Brian, Danielson, we may as well start with the main event. Look, let me just put this out there really quick. It was a rough, rough, rough night for me on this scorecard. I got I got all of the matches right, winners right, except for two. Okay. Everything else, though, was terrible. <laughs> it was terrible. I will say... That I had a fantastic night you on the did. scorecard. I didn't do. I didn't. 
point-wise do as well as I would have liked, but I did pick all the winners. Yep. So, MJF and Brian Danielson, I had 21 total points in this category. <laughs> um, I had MJF winning. I had the pinfall being the first pin type. I had an exact guess of the time of the last fall, 65 minutes. Yep. Four rope breaks in the match, an exact guess there as well, which gives me two extra points on each, and the match going to sudden death. Yep. I got five points, which means I just got the winner right, which was MJF. <laughs> yep. I didn't think it was going to sudden death. I almost had the number of falls right. I had five falls. It was seven. Mm. But uh, other than that, it was a uh, disaster. <laughs> so. All right. Let's move over to one that was the least amount. Yeah. Least amount for me. The only category that I got single digit points in, and that's Samoa Joe and Wardlow. <laughs> um <laughs> I got Wardlow correct as the winner, yeah. and the most near falls I picked tie. That's the only things that I got. Yeah, I so got, I got a total of eight points. I got a total of zero points on this one. <laughs> I did not. I picked Samojo to win, which obviously did not happen. And uh, yeah, it was not a good night. That's fun. It's just yep, the a lot, precedent. A lot of fun. That's the only one I got single digits on. So if you're calculating at home, you can figure out who's going to win this. Yeah, it's not going to be. It's not a pretty score. I can tell you that. <laughs> yeah. Texas Deathmatch, John Moxley and Hangman Adam Page. I came out of this one with 14 points out of 25. Yep. Hangman winning. Hangman down for the first three count. Um, wrestler bleeding in the match. That was an easy one. <laughs> um, and the Dark Order interfering. I said they would not. So yep. those are the categories I got right. I got 14 for this one as well. I had Hangman winning. Um, I did not have him down for the first three, but he was down for the first six, which is what I had marked as well. Yep. Wrestler bleeding, obviously. Um, and the Dark Order interference. I was very upset about the fall type on this. Um, it gives you the option for the 10 count and a submission and the other. So, yep. like, I get it. Uh, I don't want to say it was misleading, but it yep. was, I don't know, it was kind of annoying. Yeah. Not not uh, pro wrestling scorecard's fault. It's just kind of annoying. I wouldn't have picked submission anyway because there was no way I thought either one of these guys were going to tap. That's a good point. It happens. <laughs> it happens. That's true. <laughs> All right, Women's World Championship Triple Threat Match. I came out with 17 points in this one. I got Jamie Hayter winning by pin, by pinning Ruby Soho, and uninterrupted pins. The number was four and a half, and I picked the under, which was correct. I had 14 for this one as well. I had Hayter winning. Uh, I had the fall type, which was pin. Who took the fall? Was it Ruby? Ruby. Okay, so I got that one right as well. And then the under on interrupted pins. So we got the same ones on that. So 17 points for you on that one. So you got three more than you thought. Oh, I did. Oh, well, it totally changes the score. Not really. <laughs> All right. Tag team title, fatal four way, guns acclaimed, lethal, Jeff Jarrett, and Orangehausen. I got <laughs> Orangehausen. That's a great know. name. I got 14 points out of a potential 30 in this one. I got the guns winning by pin and Austin making the fall. And I didn't get anything else in the. In this category. So I got nine points for this one. I did not get the winners right, but I did get the pin type, which was a fall type, which was a pin. Um, I believe I got the aerial right. Okay. I got the interrupted pins right. Okay. And I got Billy not turning on the acclaim. I gotcha. Oh, I did get the aerial right on this. Wait a minute. Five, eight, 11. Yeah, 14. I got the aerial right. Yep. I got five. That wasn't the exact number, but I got five and it's a plus or minus one. Yeah. All right. Uh, Elite and House of Black Trios Championship. Um, I got 20 points out of a possible 30 in this one. House of Black winning by pin. Malachi pinning Matt Jackson. 
uh, under one and a half one winged angels yeah. and nine aerial moves. Got all of those categories correct. Were there eight aerial moves? Were I, there? N- I think there were eight. I'm okay, not cool. sure. Okay, I thought so. I think so because I got the I got 14 points for this. I got House of Black. I got the pinfall right. I got Malachi making the pin. I had Nick taking the pin, which was wrong. Um, I had said no on heart attacking Cutler, mm. which did not happen. And I had seven aerial moves. And so, right. Okay, okay. So it was it was eight then. The aerial was eight. Yeah. Got it. Um, I just thought Julia Hart attacking Brandon Cutler would be fun. Anyway. <laughs> it would be, but it didn't happen. Chris Jericho versus Ricky Starks. Um, I got 11 points out of a possible 22 in this one. Ricky Starks winning by pin yep. and no JAS interference, which they were banned from ringside. So technically, that was an easy one. Yep. I got 11 as well. And same, same thing. All right. Jungle Boy and Christian Cage. Now this one, fall type. What did you put on fall type? I had pin. Okay. So I think they changed it. They did. So I just like. I, I, it, doesn't it doesn't count either way. Yeah. If yeah. you would have picked. Well. You would have picked other. I pick, I did pick other. Honestly. Like but, you can you can see yeah. I have a circle here. But I just marked it out. Because yeah, it's, they changed the yeah, whole match. Yeah. So. Uh, all that to say for clarification. When we printed this off. It still has no holds barred. Not yeah. the final death or breath or whatever it was anyway jungle boy getting the win yep under aerial moves and christian cage taking the concerto yep i had 14 points for this as well because i had the same thing got it so all right so my total if you're keeping track at home 116 yeah mine was 184 or not 184 84 i'm sorry I was gonna say one eighty four out of potential two oh eight. Like jeez. I did great. I just lied about everything. <laughs> you just lied. Good stuff. A lot of fun. We love pro wrestling scorecards. Check them out at PW Scorecards all yep. over social media. It's a lot of fun. We are going to do pro wrestling scorecards for WrestleMania both <laughs> nights. It's going to be a lot of fun, ladies yep. and gentlemen. Love those guys. Uh, we'll get to, to WrestleMania it. in just a minute and WWE stuff. Let's talk about Revolution, man. You see behind us, MJF coming out with the sudden death victory over Brian Danielson. This match received, what, five and three-quarter stars yep. or something like that? Um, speaking of stars, I loved MJF yes. getting in the microphone yes. or in the camera and saying, oh, no, this is going to cost me a star, Dave. Yeah. So good. I love yeah. it so much. And then him getting in Dave's face after in the press conference. And then we I missed, I missed that. It was great. Yeah. That's amazing. That was great. That's so good. Um, the I said on the podcast last week that I was sort of not looking forward to this match because we knew MJF was going to win, yeah. but you knew Brian was going to pull a great match out of him. But yeah. at the same time, it's like I'm, I was worried about being entertained for 60 minutes after a full pay-per-view. Yeah. They kept me entertained for the most part. There were only a couple of times that I kind of zoned out or whatever. But the pace at which this match went was insane. Yeah. Yeah. I So I was worried about the same thing, too, because when we started off the night with Jericho, with Jericho versus Starks, I was like, okay, then the main event obviously is yep. the, the Iron Man match, which I was a little nervous for. Um, I was I was entertained the whole time. I, I think they did a fantastic job of pacing this match of MJF doing his thing, Danielson getting like making his offense, but then Jer- or MJF rolling out of the ring to get water and stuff like that. Like, I think they did that very, very well. Mm-hmm. I thought the pace of this match was fantastic. I, I loved this match so much. I, this is right up there with Omega and Osprey for me. Really? For match of the year. 
I think this is I think this is going to be really hard to beat. Oh, I definitely um, think this is match of the year right now. Like for this, sure, this is this was better than I thought it was going to be. And I already thought this was going to be really good because yep. obviously Brian Danielson's the best wrestler in the world. Sure, MJF is a really, really, really good wrestler. Mm-hmm. Proved it in this match even more so. He kept up with Danielson, which is not always easy to do. Yep. And I don't feel like Danielson had to slow down for MJF. I agree. Like I think they both did their thing really, really well. Um and I think the finish of this match was was brilliant. I hated the oxygen tank thing. Like, I thought that was dumb. Like, I'm not mad that he used it. Yeah. What I'm mad about is that the referee supposedly didn't see it. Yeah, I think the way they shot it, though, I mean... Yeah, the way they shot it. But, like, if you're thinking, like, in reality... Yeah. You know, like, the way they shot it, of course, you can't see the referee, so the referee doesn't see it. Right. And I know you're supposed to suspend your belief when it comes to wrestling. Right. But that was just a little too much for me. It didn't bother me. Uh, It didn't take it out. It didn't, like, deflate the match or anything for me. No, I I agree. Or the finish. I thought it was fantastic. I did not expect... Danielson to tap. I thought that was a, that yeah. was a, I mean, but it makes sense. He was in the match for how long was the match? It was 65, 65. minutes. Mm-hmm. If I'm 65 minutes in, I get put in this move for like two minutes. Yeah. I'm probably going to tap out too. Sure. I'm going to be tired. So I thought it made sense, but I, I really, really enjoyed this match. Were there any, were there any false finishes that really got you in overtime? <laughs> yes. <laughs> there were a couple. Brian's but psycho knee Ooh, is the that one that it. got me. I thought it was it. And he, when he put it in the cover, I was like, we're done with the MJF experiment because Danielson's taking this. Yep. That that was that's the one that was solid. And what I really like, what I really love about this is they didn't do the time limit in between falls. Like as soon as the fall was done, yep, you keep moving. And MJF was the only smart wrestler in the world because he pinned him. Yep, pinned him again. Got two falls out of it. It's like yeah, that makes sense because of course he would be down for that long. Right. So like I think that was I think that was really really smart how they did that. Yep, I agree. I I was I was a fan of the execution of this match. I do think it's match of the year. I'm gonna be in the minority here. Mm-hmm. Surprise, surprise. I don't think this is the best Iron Man match of all time. I think this is right up there. Yeah, I think it's probably number three in the best Iron Man matches of all time. So you have Brett Sean. Brett Sean's one. Yeah. Because sorry. For you people that don't think that match holds up, yeah, nothing will be better than the original. Sorry. Yeah. Two, Triple H Rock from Judgment Day. I think it's 01. Fantastic yeah. match. That one's that one's really good too. I think I don't know. I think this one obviously I think this one's the best one of the modern era. By far. It's been the best one in a long time. Okay, remind me of this one. See if this if you can remember this one off the top of your head. Yeah. John Cena and Randy Orton had a no holds barred Iron Man match. Yeah. At terrible. one point. It was bad. It okay. was the it was the peak Cena wins lull. Sure. And it was just oh, yeah, I knew it was during that time. And I it was like the fifteenth match. match that those two had, had that year, I'm pretty sure. Gotcha. It was a long way. It was okay. It was fine. Um but it was nothing like nothing like this. I this this okay. was I think this one's the best one in the modern era. I haven't watched Sean and Brett in a long time. Um, that one's a little slow for me. It is slow, but I get the like I get I get why it's so good, and I, I think it's good. I'm, I'm, don't get me wrong. I think it's how can you not have Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart wrestle for an hour and it not be good? Yep. Um, I'm also biased. That's true. You are a Sean fan. I'll admit through. it. Yeah. Um, I don't care. <laughs> this one's probably my favorite Iron Man match of all time. Sure. Is it the best? I think it's up for debate. Sure. Um, I could probably say it is, mm-hmm. but I think this one's going to be very hard to beat for match of the year. 
Oh, on, in any promotion, I think yeah, this is going to be hard luck. to beat. Good luck, because like I don't. There's not. I think the what made this so good though is the story in the match. Like the storytelling in this match was really good too. Yep. So like all of yep. everything about it worked yep. so well together. Um, and the crowd, the crowd was hot for it the yep. entire time. They were. You're they right. sat through a four hour pay per view, got to the, la- the this last little bit, and did not You're right. fault at all. Yep. So I, you know. It's going to be hard to beat. You're absolutely right. And it's interesting because I'm about to do something that I don't normally do on this show. Uh-oh. But I'll tell you right now. Go ahead and mark it down. Put your time stamp on it. Do whatever. Uh-huh. There is not a match mm-hmm. on WrestleMania that will be better than this. No, I don't think so either. I think Cody and Roman's got a shot. I think Bianca Oscar's got a shot. Yeah. And I think Seth and Logan Paul have a shot. Yeah. I... I think what's what makes this so good is the expectation for this was already so high. Yep. And they and they blew delivered it. Like they, they did they better than expected. Yep. Um I think Roman Cody, the expectations are high. Um and they will deliver on those expectations. Deliver, yeah. But will it be better than right. this? Am right. I, I love Roman Reigns. Wow, I can't believe I said that. It's, <laughs> I, I, look, I there were years Ooh, I hated Roman. You know those years good. where I hated Roman. I know, I know. But he's 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 this Roman Reigns is is different than any other Roman Reigns you ever yep. got. But Roman matches at WrestleMania are not always good. They're not. You're right. So, but he also delivers in some crazy spots too. He does. You know what I mean? He does. And like this that is not Lo- a Vince McMahon WrestleMania. That this Logan is Paul match was fan- fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. So. But I think part of that also is like our expectations for Logan are kind of bare minimum. Well, that's and a good he point. Del- deliver. Listen, I'm not saying. But that, I agree. I'm not saying that it can't be better than this. I just I I'm just predicting it that it won't. No, be. I don't think there's anything on WrestleMania that will beat this. No, I don't. I don't that. think there's anything in AEW this year that'll beat this. Maybe Kenny and Cole. Yeah, I was getting ready to say that's probably the one. That's that the I would only look one at. that I could see that could beat <clears> this, but it would have to be. Like flawless, flawless for it to beat this. Look who you're talking to. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, um, I think WWE's got some work to do going to SummerSlam if they want to try to beat this. Yeah, I'm um, not saying they can't do it, but it's it's possible. A Cody Kevin could beat this. Yes. Possibly, I agree. Possibly, but agree. again, flawless. <laughs> it have to be flawless to to beat this. I'm sitting here giving, which eight. is crazy because the death match is on the same show, which yep. we both said would be my favorite match of the night. It was my second favorite match of the night because this was so good. Let's talk about the death match. I know we're not talking about it in that order, but let's talk about the death match. Hangman Adam Page defeating John Moxley by tap out. Yeah. What in the world? But it wasn't just like a submission move. He literally choked him with a chain. So it makes Same. sense. I w- it makes sense. Look, we were expecting this match to be brutal and Ugh. violent. Ugh. I don't think we were expecting it to be this level of brutality and violence. It's insane. It was insane. It was one of the most brutal matches. Probably, no, not one of. It was the most brutal match I've ever watched. Yeah. And I've watched a couple of death matches. I'm not yeah. a huge death match guy, but I've watched a couple. <laughs> there are a couple New Jack matches that are... Uh, <laughs> hard to watch. <laughs> hard to watch, but... That's true. The uh, one where he faces... Uh, what's the dude that he just went crazy on? Yeah. Taxi, something. Yeah. I don't remember. Anyway, yeah. go ahead. Um, I under- I'll say this. I understand why pe- some people don't like this match. I don't like this match. Yeah, I understand why. Yeah. But for a fan of John Moxley and a fan of Paige and this and a fan of this style, they delivered. They over delivered sure on did. this. And it was absolutely fantastic. I think I think that's part of a Texas death match is 
I don't think you're supposed to like this match. Right. I agree. Like, like, I agree. I don't with think that. you're supposed to be a fan of this match. Now, the storytelling in it was great. I think the callback to the Lariat that took uh, Paige out for a little bit was, mm-hmm. was a good callback. Yep. The fork was 10 times worse than the pizza cutter, <laughs> which is saying Gosh. something. Yes. Fork was horrible. Um, We didn't get broken glass. I'm very surprised. We didn't that. get thumbtacks. Didn't get light tubes. Didn't get light tubes. You didn't need it though. <laughs> like no, you, right. what you got was was brutal. The barbed wire, Paige's hair getting caught in the barbed wire. That was should prove because like I, I saw a lot of people were like the barbed wire is probably not even like sharp. Or whatever his hair got caught. Like it's sharp. It's it's pretty sharp unless he cut it, put it in there, which I highly doubt he did. No, that didn't happen. So I I get why people don't like this match. I love this match. I thought it was. Over delivered on everything I was expecting. Speaking of brutality, not necessarily smart brutality, but stupid brutality. Have you seen the clip that went viral this week ahead of this match? Of so it was an indie show, like this small like VFW or whatever of a hardcore match. Okay, yeah. and they were in the ring fighting, but on the outside, like all the crowd had moved to the side, and yeah. they had some chairs set up out here. I right? think I've seen this. Yeah. And the guy's doing a press slam in the ring. <laughs> the referee sets the guy on fire. Yeah. And he hurls him across the room. Yeah. And he overshoots the chairs. Big time. And then you have like three people come to try to put yeah. out the fire. What the heck was the point of that? There's no point to that. that I that's, think that's stupid. That's just to get a reaction. Um, because you also had the two ladies that were fighting in the balcony. I don't know if you saw this. Mm-mm. Two ladies that are fighting in the balcony. Um, so think of the Hammerstein Ballroom yep, yep. fighting in the Valkyrie balcony. <laughs> that was like tie a Valkyrie and balcony put together. I don't I know. know what that was. Um, and one girl gets shoves the other girl off the balcony, and she goes face first on the ring apron. <laughs> like, I did see like, that. I did first. see that one. Yes, yes, yes I did was, see like, that. I don't think she was hurt. I think that was a. I think they did that spot really well. But yep. like that could have gone really south really quickly. Yep. Could have been really bad. It just there's a lot of stupid brutality. Yes, and I'm not saying this is stupid brutality. Yeah, but it's not my cup of tea. No, and I don't think that's. I think that's the point of it. It's like it's so not going to be everybody's cup of tea. Right. Like Iron Man matches aren't everybody's cup of tea. Right. Um, and freaking, we've been talking about this all the time about John Moxley taking a dang vacation. He showed up on Dynamite again this week. He's already advertised for next week. Yeah. This was the perfect way for him to just go away for a. Bit. I don't think he wants a vacation. I think I he just wants not. to keep going. Which, if he wants to keep going, I'm not going to complain. Like, I'm, I'm happy Moxley. That's the thing about Moxley is like, I'm waiting for the day when fans get tired of him because he's there so much. And it's just not happening. Like, it's right. just, it is not happening. I I'm think, not saying that I think he needs to go away for those things. No, the no, bro no. just needs to. He needs a breather. <laughs> he does. He needs a breather. He for sure does. All right, let's keep going on this card. A women's championship match, triple threat, Jamie Hayter getting the win. Ruby turning was fantastic. Yep. I loved every minute of it. Yep. And then her promo so on Dynamite. I'm not usually like a you people promo right after heel turn, but she made it make sense mm-hmm. and I'm all for it. This is the Ruby we should have gotten WWE. This is the Ruby heel turn we should have gotten WWE. Well, yeah, Ruby was yeah, she was a heel in WWE. But, but she it was wasn't just like this. Yeah, a generic heel, basically. <laughs> right. Um I'm excited for this. I think this is a character change she needs. Yep, I agree. Um and I think it makes her a threat for the title. Like it instantly makes her another threat for the title. Obviously she was, but just it makes her another threat for the title. I'm interested to see if she actually aligns herself with Tony and Soraya and for how long mm-hmm. um, she may turn on both of them at some point too. 
Um, I think it's just for this blood and guts match probably, that we're headed towards. Probably, which it's going to be fine. Like, Ruby yeah. Soho is a brutal wrestler, too, so she's, right. it's, it's going to be very interesting. Uh, plus, we saw what Britt Baker can do in a lights-out match, which that, was, that, was, that one was a rough one, too. Yep. So I, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. But, yeah, I, it was about time. I know we talked about this match not needing a heel turn, which I don't think it necessarily needed it. But it worked. But it worked, and they it worked it really well. well. Yep, they certainly did it well. Uh, I agree. I thought the match was good, too. I mean, yeah. Jamie, Jamie Hayter, again, proving why she's a great wrestler. And, yeah. um, you know, I, we thought Soraya might be the one to, you know, to, to somehow pull this well, off. She but wasn't. nonetheless, it, it worked out the way that it should have. All right. Speaking of things working out the way that they should have, House of Black getting the Trios Championship match win over the Elite. Oh, this match was Fantastic! Too. It wasn't a squash like we talked about no, last week, though. No, 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 no. But I'm glad it wasn't because what we got was. Yep. Uh, I look when this match happened, I was like, I don't know how anything else on the show is going to beat this. And right. then the death match happened, and then the main event happened. I was right. like, oh wow, I completely forgot this even happened because the other two were so good. I know. Uh, the end spot of this match mm-hmm. is ridiculous. Yep. Uh, yep. They're going for the Meltzer driver. Buddy hits a vicious knee on Nick. I mean, Gosh. a vicious I mean, knee. You talk about, you know, in reference to timing those things out. Yeah. You think Adam Cole and Ricochet moonsault super kick timing yeah. and all that. Like, that's a timing that works. And then you think of, uh, oh, who was it? Uh, he's a, He was a producer. He was a part of J&J Security. Uh Oh, Joey Mercury. Joey Mercury taking the ladder spot from Jeff Hardy. Yep. And his nose is, is mm-hmm. crushed. Like, timing is very important in wrestling. Yes, it is. They nailed that timing perfectly. Sure did. The black mass after that was ridiculous. <clears throat> the best sell I've ever seen of a black mass, though, was Kenny Omega. Mm-hmm. And this, where he does the splits and falls face first. And, like, this, everything about this was great. I'm so glad they finally got their moment. Yep. I'm hoping that this can continue. Like, I'm hoping that this momentum can continue yes. and that. I would love Malachi Black to be in the world title picture at some point. Yeah. Like, I think we could build to that. Speaking of world title picture, it seemed like on social media that Don Callis and Kenny Omega are back on track to uh, get back in the singles division. And fine with me. Fine with me, too. <laughs> Let it happen. Please. Let's do it. Put well, the Bucks back in the tag division. Put Kenny back in the main event div- uh, division, basically. Hey, and let's keep running. Why they still, while they still have time on their AEW contracts. Because we're headed to WWE, folks. I'm just kidding. I don't think so. It might happen. It might happen. I, I think Kenny's more likely than the Bucks. I agree with that. I don't think sure. the, I don't think there's a chance the Bucks ever leave AEW. I think there's a <clears> chance, but the I'll say this: there's a chance, but it'll have to be like the last days of WCW dying days for the Bucks to leave. Hmm. I think they're that loyal to what they've started. Interesting take. I got you. Okay. <clears throat> Speaking of the tag team division, we saw the Guns retaining the titles. Jeff Jarrett, Jay Lethal, Orangehausen, and the acclaimed. Yep. But that's not the big thing in nope. this match. The match was secondary to the return of FTR. Oh, I'm so glad they're back. <laughs> I'm so glad they're back. Seems like everybody is pointing towards, and even Dax alluded to, that they're they're back. They're yep. not going anywhere. Everything was part of a story. Yeah. Which I thought as well yep. when AEW didn't recognize them as winning the whatever the wrestler observer newsletter awards. Right. When they were that was the only thing that AEW left off. Yeah. That's a for sure sign to me that it's part of the story. Yeah. But I still 
still am not sold that they've signed a long-term deal with AEW and that they're back for good. I don't think so. I, I, not that I don't think so, but I think there's a great chance that they're not back for good. Yeah, me too. Um, but I think that they are there to take the titles off the guns. <laughs> I think they're there to put over the guns. See, I, I thought about that too, that they've tried that once already and we see how well that worked. It's not worked. I think they're there... I think we uh, honestly, I think they are there to take the titles from the guns, and then we head to another FTR Young Bucks, whatever the three. I think this would be three, and the Bucks take the titles from them. Interesting, interesting. Because you could get a very, you could easily have a very quick heel run from the Bucks against yeah, FTR. Yeah, you could. I agree with that, but I also think you mentioned that you know they've done this before, but. FTR now coming back in the way that they have come back and yeah. they've never been this popular before. Like this is yeah. the this is the height of FTR. So now if they go in and make the guns look really good on their way out yeah. and have the guns retain, like I don't know. You're trying to put over the young talent. I get I really do, because like this whole show they put over young talent. They sure did. Like they put over Jamie Hayter, they put over Wardlow. The Guns, MJF. It's all homegrown talent uh, that Jungle won, Boy, literally won every single Starks, match. Starks, yeah. Like every every single match was won by homegrown talent, which is the purpose of these pay-per-views is yep. to do that. But I don't think that's going to be the case for the Guns for this one. Okay. I, I really don't. I think the Guns won just to get this moment between FTR and the Guns. Okay. FTR gets their win back on the Guns. And then, honestly, like if you, if you know you have them for a short time, why would you not run... Young Bucks versus FTR three, sure. Um, I mean, I think so too. Especially, especially if this is the last time that it's going to happen. Yeah, you know, if FTR is not back, like you said, um, Samoa Joe and Wardlow quick match. Um, I did. What would you? What do you think of the finish? It's fine. I don't like it. It was okay. I didn't think. I think. I didn't think Joe should have been choked out. I don't like that. Um, I think it makes this Wardlow look strong. Like, I think it makes Wardlow look like a beast. But my my problem is what happens on Dynamite with. QT Marshall cost in Wardlow. Like, all of that to me doesn't yeah, that, make sense. Yeah, the whole thing, just, yeah, with Powerhouse Hobbs. Like, the match was great between Hobbs and Wardlow. Like, the match was really good. Yep. But I saw, I forget who it was. I think it was Kenny McIntosh, who was, like, a part of uh, Inside, the, Inside ropes. the Ropes and all this. Yep. Um, I think he said it, maybe, that QT Marshall coming back and doing that was, like, a Baron Corbin thing in WWE. I'm like, man, I really don't want to see that. Right. Like, and I don't hate, like, I know a lot of people don't like QT. He's not everybody's cup of tea. Baron Corbin's not everybody's cup of tea. But I just, I don't need him. If you want Warlow losing, first, that's why I didn't want Joe to lose the title, is I think Powerhouse Hobbs beating Joe after he just beat Wardlow yep. does a lot more than than having QT Marshall help Wardlow lose, or helping Hobbs beat Wardlow. I get that they're trying to separate now. We're seeing some separation of Ring of Honor. Yeah, uh, we saw that with Eddie Kingston in that yep. whole situation. We're so we're seeing that. So I get wanting to move Joe to Ring of Honor full time and take that title off of him, but you could have just somehow inserted Powerhouse Hobbs and made it a triple threat match and have Hobbs win the title yep. there. Yeah, instead of because now what do you do with Wardlow? Well, you can make the argument that he's the next challenger for MJF for the world title. Yeah, maybe we write that wrong that you know, happened at double or nothing or whatever. But now Wardlow doesn't look as strong going into that match. And he has unfinished business with Hobbs. Exactly. Like that, that, that's what makes me think we're not heading towards Hobbs or Wardlow and MJF. Yeah. I don't necessarily think so either. Just throwing that out. Yeah. But like, I, I, 
I think if you want Wardlow, because obviously Wardlow's not going to be TNT champion when he goes after MJF. Right. So obviously he's probably not going to win this feud with Hobbs. Right. But it's not going to make him look stronger because of what happened. Why did they end up, and I didn't, I, I only caught snippets of Dynamite. I didn't get to watch all of it. Why did they do an ODQ match? I missed that part too. Okay. Probably just to do the QT finish. <laughs> I guess, but like... I don't know. I, I feel like AEW, and we're going to see this here in just a second with the final breath match yeah. with Jungle Boy and Christian. I feel like they add stipulations for the sake of adding stipulations. Yeah. Like, I, there's not a reason for it. Yeah, well, I think I think for this one specifically, there's not a reason other than the QT finish. Um, I, get the, I get the reasoning behind the Jungle Boy and yeah. the Christian one, I, but I, they did it last minute. Yeah. Like... A lot of people did not know it was going to be a final breath match until they turned on I the pay per view. I didn't know it was until I turned on the pay per view. I See? was like, "Why is there a casket? Are we doing a are we doing a are we doing a casket match?" And then I was like, "Okay, it makes sense why we're doing this, but we could have built this in the story. Just don't somehow. go to no holds barred match. Just call it a final breath match or whatever it yeah. was, you know." Yeah. So I just don't. I'm not a fan of them just tacking on a stipulation just for the sake of doing right, it. Right, right. I mean? Yeah, and I agree. I I agree with that, but. Um, I don't know. It was just it, it. It seemed like a waste of a Joe loss for having Wardlow lose the next night. I agree, or not the next night, but on Dynamite. I totally agree. Um, but with that final breath match, we see that Christian loses. Yeah, probably the last time we're going to see Christian in AEW. I would say so. I think it's a way. To I go would well. say so. I mean, I wouldn't. I was shocked. Luchasaurus didn't get involved though. If that's the case, that's true. There may be a segment where he comes out and Luchasaurus just kills him, <laughs> and well, then yeah, maybe, and then Kate, and then Christian's gone. Yeah, maybe. you think he shows up? We're off to Mania? Yes. If his contract is truly up, yeah. because he made his debut two years ago at Revolution. Oh, yeah. He came out. They did the contract thing. They did the yep. signing thing. So if he did a two-year deal, it's, it's up. up. It's up. Yeah. So... Yeah. There's a good, could. I mean, well, would there be like a 90-day no-compete no compete clause? Not if his end? contract runs out. That's true, there wouldn't be. His 90-day no-compete is if he got released. That's right. So his contract just runs straight out, because that's how Malachi got to AEW when he did. They had him on the NXT deal. where <laughs> exactly. It was a 30-day, yeah. and he was. they released him, but yeah. nobody knew it was on 30. Nobody changed I guess that's, that's a different thing. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, if, if your contract runs out, you're free to go wherever. Yeah. So, yep. I, think, I wouldn't be shocked if Christian didn't show up. I think he might even show up at Mania. If that's the case. Could do that. Yeah, because I, th I think they're going to have one more Edge and Christian run yep. for those tag titles. Hope so. And probably win it. Eh, maybe. Maybe. Man. I don't want them to be the ones to beat the Usos. Man, I'd love to see Edge and Christian. Well, no, because they're not going to beat the Usos because Kevin and Sammy are going to beat the Usos. Duh. No, no, that's true. <laughs> but um, Kevin and Sammy versus Edge and Christian in Canada, which there's... For a, Edge's there, retirement? There's a show in Toronto in... August. August. Which is where Edge has already said he's retiring. Yeah, so. <laughs> yep. Yes, please. Sign us up. Please. And make Trish Stratus a special guest referee. <laughs> Just saying. And have Kevin and Sammy turn heel at the end. There you go. No, have Sammy. Well, you have set Kevin and Sammy turn heel before that. So that you get that heat because they can come out. And I don't think there would. I don't know if there would be heat That's on true. them. That's true. Um, all right. One more match. Uh, Jericho and Ricky Starks. Not a whole lot to say about this match. But one thing I will say. We did not get to address this last week. Jericho made a comment in an interview. Um, that he has zero interest in going back to WWE. Yeah. Zero. Yeah. 
Are you okay with that? Yeah. With it, I just feel like it's going to be strange for him to finish his career outside of WWE. Uh, I mean, I think no matter what happens, he's going to be in the WWE Hall of Fame. So he's not ever done with WWE. Right. <clears throat> um, I'm fine if he never has one. I don't, I'm fine if he never has another run in WWE. Yeah. Because his final run was good. Because you had the Jericho yeah. and Kevin Owens story. Yeah, his final run was fine. It just, I don't know. I feel like for the majority of Jericho fans, the AEW run is going to not leave a bad taste in their mouth, but it's not going to be as pleasant as it could be. I think it just depends on how it ends. That's true. I think depending on how his career ends in AEW will we'll tell a lot. Because I think he's got like three or four more years left in him. I don't know. Maybe. Like, not doing a full schedule, but... I love Jericho, but some of the stuff that they're doing recently is just... I'm not interested. I'm, I'm ready for the Jericho Appreciation Society to, to See, that's split. the problem. It's like, I just don't know what they're going to... I don't know. Yeah. They're not going to give him the world title back. So, like, how no. do you make Jericho... I think Jericho will face MJF at some point for that title. I think, yeah. that, I think you need to call that back. Yeah, I'm just trying to figure out how you make him feel... Dare I say important again? Yeah, I don't know. I think Jericho is always going to feel somewhat important because yeah. he's Jericho. Right. Um, I mean, Starks beating Jericho Revolution was a big deal, yep. which is very interesting. I did not notice that there have been three revolutions where Jericho wrestled, mm-hmm. or four. Three or four. And he's either... Uh, it would be... First pay-per-view was 2019. Yeah. Was that him, Moxley? No. First pay-per-view, they didn't do a revolution until 2020. So three. So three. He either main evented or kicked off the show. Interesting. Because last year he kicked off the show with Eddie. Right. And he the year before that, Moxley. he main evented with Moxley. Right. So, I don't I feel like I feel like Jericho is always important because he's Jericho. Right. But I don't think it would be very hard to build up the mystique of Jericho once again because he's Jericho. Yeah, maybe. You may be right. All right. Hope you're digging what we're doing, ladies and gentlemen. This is Andy York. My name is Chris Belcher. Welcome to the Pipe Bomb Wrestling Podcast. If you're just now joining us, whether that's on the Body Slam.net YouTube channel, whether that's wherever you find your podcast, Apple, Spotify, Google, any of those places, or on Sportswire Radio, show some love to our partners. I know they would appreciate it. We would appreciate it as well. Give us a follow on social media at PBW Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Ladies and gentlemen. All right, let's move on to the WWE this week. A couple of things that we absolutely have to hit. But man, the announcement was made this week that the King and Queen of the Ring yep. event is going to be the end of May for Saudi Arabia. Yep. Very interesting. It was also announced that Backlash is going to be in Puerto Rico the beginning of May. Yep. So that makes three pay-per-views in a row yep. following WrestleMania that is not on the continental U.S. soil. Which means you're going to have four pay-per-views back-to-back-to-back-to-back with fantastic crowds. Yes, you are. <laughs> fantastic crowds. Because Money in the Bank, as we know, is going to be in the beginning of July. Yeah. I don't see them doing a June pay-per-view because they're doing two May pay-per-views. Right. Um, what's also very interesting about the King and Queen of the Ring is that that day would be Roman Reigns' thousandth day as champion. <sighs> so that just adds a wrinkle into all of this. You know he's going to be there. Yeah. He's got to be at the Saudi show. Yeah. 
Mm. Let's talk about it. Roman and Sammy. <laughs> or Roman and uh Roman and Cody. Yeah. Face to face. Yeah. On SmackDown. Yeah. Really good promo. Very good promo. We see that happen. We see Cody ask for the, the cronies to leave. And then on Monday, we see Cody come out. And we see a backstage shot of him talking to Kevin. Yeah. We see Cody coming to the aid of Sammy at the end of this uh, at the end of the show. Yep. Why did he have to come to the aid of Sammy at the end of the show? Because Jey Uso finally Jey came Uso. back. Finally made his allegiance known. Oh man. Dude. <laughs> Can I just say the pop at the Royal Rumble was insane. Yeah. For Sami Zayn. Yeah. The pop at Elimination Chamber for Sami Zayn was insane. Was insane. The pop when Jay Uso hugged Sami Zayn was unreal. It was massive. I like it was so loud. I was like that. That was Rumble level loud. Like that was loud. And then the pop when he got the super. Oh man! There's just the audible gasps when he hit the super kick. Was wild. Triple H. Triple H. This was the logo up. No. He should put the logo up. He should have put, put the logo up. He missed it. He did. He missed his opportunity. You're right. Because I thought we were running this out for another week. Yeah, me too. Like, I thought we were doing that, at least until SmackDown. I thought we were... We were. Oh, yeah. I thought we were for sure going to SmackDown. We were going to SmackDown. But that's the perfect time to do it, is when everybody thinks we got a little more time. Yep. Hope. <laughs> Jay super kicked him, told him this was family, you know what, rolled him back in the ring, and they just took turns beating the crap out of him until, until Cody came out. So the interesting thing with all of this is now, did De- did Jay do this to realign with his family? Did he do this just to save his brother? Are the cracks in the armor fixed? Are they still there? I'll bring up a really interesting thing. Okay. If you go back and watch, when Jay hugged Sammy, he said something to him in his ear. Yep. And if you look at Sammy's face. Yep. It looked, yep, like I, I I can't really describe the look, but it looked like he told him something like a plan or something. Yep, and then he eats the super kick. Sammy, like he had the look on Sammy's face was it was very like confused. I don't yeah I don't know what to do with what you just yeah. told me. Yeah, which means there's a chance that Jay did not actually realign with the bloodline. Right, that he did this. We go to the WrestleMania match. Could you imagine? If Jay dropped Jimmy with a super kick, and the and Kevin and Sammy win, and then Cody beats Roman, and then at the Saudi show we could have, and even later, Jay and uh, Jay and Roman, yeah, to end the bloodline story that's been going on since twenty twenty. Man, <laughs> I don't know. Like it's so funny. We sit here and we're talking about this storyline, and we've been talking about this for a long time now. Yeah, that we still have no idea what's still happening. have no idea what's about to happen. Yeah, still don't know. No, which I I keep it that way. Yep, I keep it that way. Uh, I'm fine if we stretch this thing out next year's WrestleMania. One of the main events is Jay versus Roman. Like I feel like that could happen. I feel yep. like Jay and Roman could be WrestleMania main event worthy. For, are you saying for a storyline wise? WrestleMania say, forty. I was gonna say, are you saying for the title? And no, not for the title. That? Not okay. for the title. Just for the bloodline. 
Okay, just for the bloodline. All right. Make it a triple threat and throw the rock in there. <laughs> I know. Um, I have a question, but I'm going to save it for next week because we're going to move on. Um, it'll be it'll be a good time. Speaking of WrestleMania, three, basically four more matches for WrestleMania confirmed this week. You heard it in my pipe bomb earlier. Edge and Balor basically yep. is confirmed. Yeah. Well, like, they didn't say for sure. But it is, basically. We're going to find out next Monday that it's for sure. Probably inside Hell in a Cell, too. Please. Please, 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 because I've never seen one of those matches live. Please. <laughs> um, Seth and Logan Paul, we talked about it last week. Confirmed. Yep. Trish, Lita, Becky versus Damage Control. Confirmed. Yep. Still rumors floating around that uh, Lita and Becky could pull double duty and yep. wrestle Ronda and Shayna. If it happens... Fine. Um, but the big one confirmed in ring John Cena versus Austin Theory for the United States title. Yeah. On social media, John alluded to this. It's probably going to be his last. You want to talk about pops. Yeah. When that man came out, oh my God. It moved into tears. Like it he, was insane. He was emotional when he came out because the pop was so loud. It was insane. And then he literally cut the most vicious promo I've heard in a long time. It was great. Like, it was it was prime Cena. Cena, Cena reminded everybody that he's one of the best of all time on the mics. Yes, he is. Like, <laughs> like there's not a lot of people, even, like, especially right now, too, because they're doing that on A&E. They're doing the rivalries yep. thing, which mm-hmm. I don't know if you've seen Mm-mm. between him and The Rock. Yeah. They talk about the promos on the wrist. Mm-hmm. And, like, Rock was legitimately ticked off about it. Yeah. And, like, Cena didn't care. Yeah. Cena, Cena does not care. Like, right. what are they going to do? Fire John Cena? They're not going to fire him. Right. <laughs> I feel bad for Theory. Like, yeah. I really feel bad for Theory. He got buried in this promo. He did. Which I don't know if I like or don't like. Yeah, because on one hand, you know, you want him buried for storyline purposes so that when he rises from the ashes, it feels a lot bigger. But at the same time, when he now when he rises from the ashes, people are going to be like, well, this sucks. Yeah. Like, who cares? It it gave me flashbacks to Roman Cena, mm-hmm. not this past summer. But the one before. But the one before heading into, like, No Mercy. Yep. Because Cena embarrassed Roman. Yes, he did. Like, embarrassed Roman. Even after I'm only Roman, here because you can't, can't do, do your, your job. job. Is yep. one of the most remember. And then when Roman got stumbled over his words, it's called a promo, kid. You got to be good at him if you want to be at the top. Like, <laughs> he just embarrassed him. Yep. Did the same thing to Theory. Did the same thing to Theory, which is why I don't think Theory wins at WrestleMania. Ooh, hot take. I don't think Theory wins at WrestleMania. I think Cena beats Theory. Because I think they might be done with the theory. I don't think they would have let Cena go out there and do what he did to that level if they're not done with this theory. Because it doesn't... He Cena was right in the promo. Wait, 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 wait. You're done with theory and how? With this version of theory. Already? It's not working. How? How is it not working, though? That's what I'm... Like, I, to them, it may not be working. Mm. <clears throat> because I don't think they let Cena go out there and cut that kind of promo. Because he literally said in the promo... If I beat you, you're done. If you beat me, you're done. You're done. Like you have nothing left. Yeah. So I, I don't see it. Like I don't see theory beating Cena right now. Hmm. Interesting. I don't know. Cause I don't think Cena's done. Like I don't think he's done. Done. Right. I think you're right. Oh man. I don't know. 
I don't know. That's tough because I don't. I don't think they're done with theory. Like I don't think this is not working. But I do agree that this promo was. It's pretty rough. It was rough to get through for. It's for gonna, it's going to be hard. I'm not saying it's going to be hard for him to come back from it because he's going to come back from it. We're going to have the match, right? I just I don't know. It on like. <laughs> When he said, I would rather have a bald spot than them piping crowd noises because my nobody cares about my matches. That yep. that was rough. That was rough. That was like that one was the one that I think <laughs> did Theory in. Because Theory got the nice little cheap shot about the bald spot, but Cena right. like no sold it. Embraced it. it. Right. <laughs> no sold it. For sure. And then came back with that. So I just I don't know. I feel like I feel like there's a lot of damage on Theory. Yeah. I feel like there's not a lot of intrigue on Theory. I think what Cena said about theory and nobody caring might be from the company. Maybe. I don't know. And I think we might be done with theory. I don't know. We will have to see. A um, couple quick hitters here real quick. I'm about to throw you up a lob that I know you're going to just eat alive, but I'm going to. Thank you. I'm going to ask it anyway. Could you imagine? Mm-hmm. We're heading into a situation right now. WrestleMania is rolling around, and we talked about Becky Lynch and, and Lita potentially pulling double duty. Did you think there would ever be a time when Ronda Rousey came into the company? <laughs> She's wrestling full-time. Yep. This is not just Ronda as an attraction. Ronda is literally on SmackDown every single week. Right. And she doesn't have a WrestleMania match. I love it. I'm fine with it. I didn't no, know, no, I never, listen, no, 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 no. I never would have thought okay. that. I never would have thought that yeah. because when she first came in, like, she was killing it, was yeah. doing really good. I don't, like, I don't think anybody wants to see her at WrestleMania. Yeah. I don't know of a Matt, even the Becky Lita one, I don't know anybody wants to see that. I don't either. Like, I maybe Shayna Ronda, like, they go at it, but even then, like, we know Ronda's going to win, so I don't want to yep. put a, I don't want to put Shane in that situation. In that it's spot, a, it's a filler match at that point, right? Did you ever? Okay, there's a rephrase. Did you ever think Ronda Rousey would be in a filler match no. at WrestleMania? No, no, I never would have thought that. How insane is it's that? It's crazy. It's crazy that even she might be in the Battle Royal <laughs> if they have one. Yeah, she might win the Battle Royal that they might do. They didn't do it women's last year, uh-uh. and they did the men's on, on SmackDown because. Mad Cat won it. Right. <clears throat> I, I don't know. Like, I I, I see no plans for Ronda at Mania right now. You know who else I don't see plans for at WrestleMania right now? Pat McAfee. And Probably I'm, not. I'm not happy about it. That's fine. No. It's fine. No. He'll be, he'll be at the show. But we need him in a match. You never know what's going to happen at these shows, though. That dude can go. You never know what's going to happen at these shows. I'm so disappointed we're not getting. They could set something up night one for night two. Well, yeah, I guess. They do need to do that, though. I, I, they haven't done that yet. Yep. Now that this seemingly is a is going to be two nights from here on out, yep. I feel like they need to start doing that. Like, if they did this WrestleMania 30, the main event would be Daniel, Brian Daniel, Brian Daniel, wow, Daniel Bryan versus Triple H, and then the winner moves on yep. to night two. I, that needs to happen at some point. I agree. Like that, that's a great storyline tactic. I totally agree. Yep, they definitely need to utilize that. Um, speaking of Pat McAfee, you know, we talked about wanting to see him in the ring. It's Corey Graves. It might not be able to because he's getting sued. Well, that's a good point too. <laughs> that's true. I didn't think about that. Um, but speaking of Corey Graves, by the way, love this Chelsea and Carmella tandem. Yes. It's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. What I do not like, did you notice how quiet Corey was during Carmella's match this week? 
Yeah, because a lot of people start up on well, a lot of idiots online start up that he was talking too much about his wife, and so he literally didn't talk anything about her. Yeah, at all. Like yeah. it was a direct shot at them. Yeah, but it was so dang annoying. Yeah, I'm like, this is not Corey. It makes no sense why people are mad. He's a heel, whose wife is also a heel. Why should they not talk about each other? Yeah, it'd be like Miz t- hyping up Maurice. Yeah, like it's what they do. It's so dumb. It like it, dumb. it stuck out to me, and I was like. He he really is throwing shade at these online idiots. Idiots, which is fine. I get that, but like uh, I just Plus if they may have told him to tune it down. If if the company was okay with him tanking a segment like that, then fine. Right. But like I just it didn't look good for me. Like I think no. there's a better way to handle that. Yeah. I didn't like that. But one other interesting thing. Again, I had this in my notes last week. We didn't get a chance to talk about it. Um, and then we'll we'll get ready to wrap up here. Santos Escobar is a baby face. Very interesting. I think so. I think we've had three passing of the torch moments in the last yeah. month, <laughs> two yeah. months. Mm-hmm. So you had Bray Taker at WrestleMania. Yep. You had Ray giving the mask to Santos, which I think Santos being the next Rey Mysterio is great. Like I'm all mm-hmm. that. I think that's fantastic. And then on this Raw, you had. Cena and Cody. Like, yep. that was a passing of the torch moment. Yep. If I've ever seen a passing of the torch moment. Santos. like Santos is a weird one, though, because yeah. he's a great heel. Mm-hmm. And where's Legato been? Right. Where's Zelina been? Right. I like it, though. Like, I, I, I've i always been a fan of Santos, so right. I don't mind the character change. I just, it's kind of out there. It is, but I also wouldn't be shocked if he turns on Ray at some point. Yeah. Like, even <laughs> let's say Dom beats Ray at WrestleMania, which that match hasn't even been set up yet, but I'm sure it will be here. I think soon. I think tonight on SmackDown, I think that's where we get that. Probably. One. Let's say Dom beats Ray and Santos helps him, and Ray and Santos are kind of a thing now. Mm. Or Santos, Dom and Santos are a thing now. Yeah, I would like to see, even though Dom's doing great stuff with the Judgment Day, I would I could see him breaking off and going to Santos. I don't think the Judgment Day lasts long after Mania. According to Finn Balor, it's going to. I don't see it though, because like if Rhea's champ and Finn's doing his own thing, and Damien's Damien doesn't even have a match at Mania, which sucks. Um, I don't know. I just I feel like we've run our course. I think we're all sick and tired of this Edge feud. <laughs> I think it's part of it though too. So I don't I don't know. I, I they might, but I would like to see Dom do something a little different. It's amazing because Dom's been doing great work over the he last has. little while. He has. Um, yeah. It'll be interesting. Speaking of passing the torch, Cody and, and John Cena. Mm-hmm. I texted you this last night. I don't know if anybody caught this watching it on Raw. But Cody, when John Cena hugged him, whispered something in his ear, which was not audible. You can't hear it. But what you can hear is John Cena's response. You can always hear Cena in the ring. <laughs> yes, you can. <laughs> And you can hear Cena's response. And Cena's response was, I can't promise you that. I don't know how many I have left in me. Yep. Which alludes to the fact that Cody Rhodes on national television asked John Cena to wrestle him at a WrestleMania or asked him to wrestle him at some point. Yeah. How wild would that be? I think it happens. Look, I don't see how it doesn't happen. Okay. So let's continue the conversation we just had about theory. Because yeah. I, th- I see your point. Yeah. And it'll be great. But the promo battle that we just saw with theory. Yeah. 
What do you think he's going to go out there and do to Cody Rhodes? But the thing is, Cody can dish it back. But. <clears throat> but here's the thing. Here's the difference between those two is I think there's a level of respect more between Cena and Cody than there ever was between even Cena and Roman. I can agree with that. So I don't think it's going to be to that level. I agree with that. But I also think that in order to get the best out of both of them, you got to go out and put your best foot yeah, forward. Absolutely. And if John is one of the best on the mic of all time, which we know he is, then he's got to go out there and, and duel Cody and promos. Yeah. We're going to get John Cena. Yeah. We're going to get this guy. I'm just afraid of burying theory is one thing. Right. He buried Roman in 2017. He did bury Roman. And it took Roman three and a half years in a global pandemic <laughs> yeah. to get back. Yeah. What's going to happen if he does it to Cody? I agree. But I will say, Roman Reigns right now is also on that level of burying people in promos from time to time. Yeah. And he tried to do that to Cody on SmackDown, and Cody kind of bounced it back at him. Yeah. So I think I think Cody will be fine. Yeah. Doing that. Honestly, like let's say Cody's champion going into WrestleMania next year. Cody versus Cena for the titles at Mania with Cena's career on the line. Mm, that could be good. WrestleMania 40, it's the big it's a big one. It's a 40 years celebration even though it's only 39. Sure. And I like that's a way you could do it. Is, is yeah, you could there, but if John if John Cena is winding it down, which it seems and it's like, in Philadelphia, which is kind of close to Boston, so <laughs> kind of close, just another state. It's fine, whatever. It's fine. Um, if John Cena is winding it down, which it seems like he is, yep. Can we please? And Edge is winding it down. Can yep. we please see those guys go at it one more time? Yeah. Can we see SummerSlam Edge and Cena, please? <laughs> I'm on board. <laughs> you don't have to convince me. I been, think it'd be great. Been begging for it. All right. That's going to do it, man, for this episode of the Pipe Bomb Wrestling Podcast. Appreciate everybody joining us. Uh, make sure you're following us at PBW Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and TikTok. Make sure you are following us each individually. Our social media handles are right down below. And make sure you are subscribed wherever you find your podcast and on the Body Slam Down that YouTube channel. And anything else? We are quickly on the road to WrestleMania and. I'm loving every second of it, and I'm looking forward to seeing what twists and turns we take over the next couple of weeks. With the Triple H regime in charge, you never know. We're going to get twists and turns. You never know what's going to happen. I can't wait for the first time they yeah. use the the end logo because they haven't used it yet. Oh, I know, but they should. Yeah, when Champa returns at Mania and turns on Johnny, it's going. <laughs> we didn't talk about that. Johnny Gargano, Grayson Waller. What yeah. a what what a Johnny what a and segment. Finn on Raw. Great stuff. Yeah. So good. Thanks for joining us. We'll catch you guys down the road. <laughs>